Welcome back to Movie Trailer Roots Podcast. Your host Chris here with Ro, and we are here to review the movie Vengeance. Um, a radio host from that's not he's not a radio host. Radio host from New York City attempts to solve the murder of a girl he hooked up with, and travels down to the south to investigate the circumstances of her death and discover what happened to her. It is directed and written by B, uh, B. J. Novak. Um, yeah, that's a terrible description of this movie. Like IMDb has the the worst. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> are you are you back? You good? Yeah, I'm back. Everything okay. just kind of went scattered there. Apparently, my computer can, uh, agreed that that was the most horrible description it ever heard as well. Yeah. So, because he's actually not a radio host, he's actually a writer. Um, who's actually, and it's not about radio; it's about podcasts. There's there's a lot in this film. What what do you think? I was pleasantly surprised by this movie. I didn't really have any idea going into it what was supposed to be about. It just, I mean, um, I saw that Boyd Holbrook was in it, Ashton Kutcher was in it, and John Mayer was in it. And I was like, what is this? Okay, I'm going to go to this screening. Um, it is a very interesting look about this need people have to to like to live a particular lifestyle to fit into a certain kind of image they have of themselves and he's a journalist who wants to pivot to podcasting because you know that's where it's at that's like the new radio medium it's it's how you get yourself into a position and you maintain relevance in a way that print media isn't really now because people are weird but he's got this whole like you know there, he's on this whole disposable people, disposable lives, everything's go, go, go. You know, New York is the center of the universe. Everything spirals out from there. And he's exceedingly ambitious. So I didn't know what to expect. It's, it's got a mix of mockery. It's super smart satire. But some of it is just flat out funny in that horribly uncomfortable what's wrong with these white people kind of way. And then other parts of it are really, really pointed about the arrogance that people have about what they perceive to be, quote, flyover states or who they think makes up the population and what they think really matters to them. So I was pleasantly surprised. I was fully engaged. Um, And it kept, you know, giving me just enough little twists to where even when I thought I was going to check out, I kind of dialed back in. What did you think? Um, Same thing. Like uh, when I... Because again, this is one of those ones that I went out on a limb. Could you? I I gotten it. You mentioned us, mentioned me going to see it. I didn't check out any trailers. I didn't look at who was really in it. And I was like, I owe Ro one of these. So let me go and see it. So when I show up and I see they they have the poster art on the uh, the screen, and I'm like, why did I do this to myself? And then when the movie starts, and uh, it's this annoying conversation between your typical white male i i'm i'm a good guy type types and it's um uh it's bj novak and then it's his um no not um but it it's just yeah it's been played by bj novak and a guy named john yeah and and they're standing there having the most obnoxious it's party at at a party but not at the party conversation and and it's and it's basically like what you expect of douchebag guys about how they can't settle down and oh they just you know how they 
you know, uh, I'm just, you know, how they put women in their phones. And I'm just like, the entire time I'm going like, I don't know where this movie is going, but if I had to sit through an hour, and it's not a long movie, I have to sit through an hour and 30 minutes of this shit, I'm going to kill a row and maybe everybody in the theater, right? That's what I'm thinking. I appreciate you. But however, that's what the point is. Like, you're not supposed to like him at first or ever. But like you said, there's a, there's a, I enjoy what this film does because it just like, nope, it's it, it's giving you that social commentary, but it's not as, as direct as you would think. And there's a lot there. And it, and it's also very meta commentary because also the podcast he's doing, it's not, and again, that's why I hate the synopsis. It's not really about trying to solve the murder because that's not what he's there for. It's just like every other true crime podcast that, that they do this out there. It's, Really, to tell the story, we don't care if we solve the crime. We just want the hits and the things, and we want the attention and the fame that comes from it and turning everybody into characters and forgetting that it's real people behind the scenes. It's real people here, right? And it's right. that fakeness throughout this entire thing. Because even, you know, don't want to give too much away, but even how he ends up in this scenario, you're like, how are you here? Like, why it just you... kept getting wilder. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like, well, so, and again, it's the beginning of the movie. What happens is he he gets this phone call from uh, this guy saying his girlfriend's dead, and he's laying in the bed beside another woman. He's like, who? He doesn't know who this woman is. He doesn't remember who the woman is, but they, her entire family, says they know him and. Oh yeah, she talks about you all the time, and th- and he's just like, who is this? So he's going to her funeral in Texas, and then it whole- becomes this whole thing of, well, she died, but was it an overdose? Did somebody really kill him? And he decides to turn it into, well, I can make this my end into the podcast and pivoting into podcasting, and it becomes a like. There's several different stories here about what happened to her, him, like the the family, the location, like. There's so many things that actually happen here in this one, one hour and 30 minutes. And I wasn't expecting to be as engaged as I was. Like, I'll be honest. Like, I was not expecting this film to be as good as it was and not obnoxious. Like, this has... One of these days, I'm going to take offense. But okay. Well, no. What I mean by that is, like, even some of the films... Even some of the films I don't like that you made me go to are are good, but I'm just like, it's not for me, right? This is not one of those films, right? This is not one of those films where I'm like, yeah, it's good, but like, it's weird. Like, look, I'll objectively say, hey, Power of the Dog is a good film. It is not for me. It is Right, but see, this is insanity report, insanity check level. Yeah. Fuel. Like, at one point, point they're they're trying to call the podcast Dead White Girl. They really did think about that hard. Uh, but like, I'll say, because, you know, I saw this at Tribeca and I was like, okay, yeah, uh, Chris has to see this because we haven't really done a dark comic thriller because there haven't really been any in a very long time, which is really ballsy for BJ Novak to not only write, direct, but then decide to star in. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he came out the gate. The movie is almost perfect. It, it truly is. Mm-hmm. And like, even the parts where it's not perfect, the imperfections are perfect. So I was, I'm looking at this movie and I was like, 
it's got everything in here. It's talk. It's talking about cultural arrogance. It's talking about social arrogance. It's talk about. It's talking about family. It's talking about loyalty. It's talking about uh, the superficiality of particular types of movements. It's talking about the perception that different groups have of people who they have zero have had zero contact with their entire life. And on top of all of those things, it's really smartly uh, trolling because you know. We're not trying to spoil, and we promise a lot of this is in the opening sequence, and some of it I now know is in the trailers when you go and look at it. It's like that opening conversation where he's like, they're swiping right and left on their phone, and you know, they're talking about commitment and all these things. And I won't go into it because the part that's important is and hilarious is what they actually say out loud. But it's the first troll of the movie because BJ Novak is standing next to a guy named John. Mm-hmm. And the longer you stare at him, you will realize it's John freaking Mayer playing himself. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't get any better than that once you realize what the content of their conversation is and all of the things that have ever been said about John Mayer and, you know, his relationship and his commitment phobe issues and how he engages with engages with society or people or he lives in a bubble or he doesn't. Homie's got fantastic deadpan delivery and an amazing sense of comedic timing and and my understanding that he's a huge jokester so this bears out but how many times have you ever run into somebody who thinks you're like in their super inner circle one of their besties and you're like we're friendly but that's about it right so to build an entire movie about a fiasco that comes out of a situation to where someone has represented that you are a part of their inner circle, that you are their people, one of their people, and you're super just like, we were cash, we were friendly, I know her, but, I know her, but, even but then, I didn't even yeah. remember her name. But then even then, taking that, going from there to, I can make money off of it. I can make this right. into, I can make this into something for me, right? Um, the immediate need to personalize and monetize. Right. And and I think they do it very well. It is done mm-hmm. very, very well. And you start you 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 can see where this is going in a lot of in a lot of ways, but it's like I said, for for what it is, like this was it, it, it this shocked me. This is probably my biggest shocker of the year so far in terms of like I said, I and I was also dead fucking tired yesterday. So I'm in the theater and I'm upset because like movie started and then this group of three decided they all of a sudden they just had to sit beside me after the movie already started. So I'm just I'm like pissed. I'm I'm like half napping in the chair before the movie starts, thinking I might fall asleep during the movie. And this kept me engaged the entire time, right? And I always say that, you know, that I haven't been that tired going into a movie in a long time. Uh, like I had to go straight from work to this. And I, again, that's something I haven't had to do in a long, long time. So whenever I end up in a situation like that and the movie is enough to engage me that well, it's a good movie. Like this is a really good movie. It's, it's got a really good cast and you really, what I like about it is BJ Novak's character, Ben is us. Like you are not checked in to the family and everything going on. You're like, who the fuck are these wild ass hillbillies from bumfuck Texas? Who gives a shit about them? And then you start caring, right? Then you start going, wait, these are real people. 
right? These are, this is, they, they lost somebody. They're grieving. Is that grief making them imagine that she was killed? Was she really killed? Is there a conspiracy? Like what's, what's, what's going on? Like, and, and those are also questions that are openly asked in this film going through, um, as some of the themes in there, even how they, um, because Issa Rae's in this and she's basically the producer of the podcast and she's a producer of several podcasts, right? And you see how they turn this into how you monetize something. Like, honestly, as a podcaster, what also got me and drove me crazy was like, it's amazing to me that this is what podcasting has become, right? I'm still a podcaster that this is, I'm recording in one of my rooms here, right? I don't have a studio. I don't have like a producer. I don't, I'm not recording a bunch of things and then going back and I'm piecing together a story to tell because I want to, no, I'm just getting on a mic and I talk to, you know, I talk with my friend, I talk shit with my friends, right? That to me is still what, right. what podcasting is. But watching this film, it was like, yeah, that's not what podcasting is anymore, right? It's now a business. It's, it's very it's weird. A, and I don't know brand. if I like it. No, I don't. I don't because. It's not because like there's a moment in here where I'm watching this film and I'm watching what they're doing and he's sending her back clips and they literally have a production meeting while he's on when he's on speaker and you can see they they put the word bubbles up and they're doing all this like to, to piece together the thing. And I'm like, this isn't podcasting anymore. This is radio. This is this is just that's not what podcasting is anymore. This, this is not what podcasting is. This is all fake. And I'm like. Oh, that's part of the that's part of the thing too. Like this is all. Fake. I mean, this I, is not yeah, I think that's a, yeah, but that's the thing that I thought was really fascinating about this because I don't think I I believe that podcasts should be edited. You should put out the best quality no, 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 of your is, episodes this, this as you is, could. But I don't. This is different between editing I, 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 and having I'm, a whole. Unless yeah. you're doing like a a fiction where you're building it's like you everyone knows you're it's a story like you're somebody's reading a story or you're doing an audio play. I get very uncomfortable with this high level production thing that's happening with the cuts and the chops and the screws where if you pull the raw there's no way you could go and say everything in this episode came from this because they're not giving it to you chronologically they're not even giving it to you thematically like you said you get to see a little bit behind the scenes and the curtains but i i think vengeance might be the first time that somebody has used the fish out of water comedy mm -hmm. trope to actually show us the real world outside of our windows right now and it's a br it's brilliant. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, because you're right. It's, it's not what it is anymore. And he layers all these themes on top of each other with some of the most outlandish shit. Mm -hmm. Like, the, like uh, his supposed girlfriend's brother mm -hmm. had me rolling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And his mama, her Hold mama. Up. Granny. <laughs> and granny. And granny. <laughs> I mean, the way they played this whole idea about perceptions and, you know, you said earlier, it's not about the caricatures, it's about these real people. And the way that he did it was so very organic and allowing things to come up in conversation and really showing that Ben is the one who's limited. Because this is a good role for Issa Rae. And I don't mean any shade when I say that. I feel like somebody found a way to find a place for her to engage where she comes across 100% authentic the entire movie, right? Mm -hmm. And she keeps trying to point out to Ben, 
that all the things that he said to her in the past, because she's who he's trying to get put on with, because mm-hmm. she's a she's a, you know the HBIC of whatever is this conglomerate network that's running now, and so you get that kind of dynamic there where she's telling him, you're like, she's like, you're an empty bag. You're there's nothing there. What am I? You keep having all these things and theories, but you can't actually come out of the abstract because you got nothing. And I thought that was a whole fascinating layer, but the the way that that the the story in here develops is mad crazy. Yeah. It's just it's mad crazy. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. There's Novak got skills. Yeah, he does, and and that's the thing too. It's like it's not saying he doesn't. Um, even even his character, you realize has has skills too. But it's just he said it's that fish out of water. Like there's certain things he does, and I'm like. Come on, dude. You didn't know that. Why would you? It's also it's also a try hard, trying sometimes trying too hard to fit in, and I'm like, hundred percent. But people, yeah. Oh God, if I had to hear that one more time, like, oh God, it's just <laughs> like because that was like, it said so much during, like, it said so much during the beginning of that movie. It's just like I'm like, if I hear hundred percent one more time, I'm going to kill somebody. But but like, the way he right. actually. Yeah, like I, I, I wish I wish I could have seen this movie with you, because I would have probably like it'd been my second watch, so I'd have been watching you watch this movie, because mm-hmm. I could almost see the points where you were like, just you had it, you throw something at the screen. Mm-hmm. But but that's the point, and, and you're supposed to feel that way, right? Because here's the thing about it too: it's it's not even like, and and I think this is the thing that I like about this movie too is it's also that thing of showing that. You know, Ben, who's played by BJ, he's actually, he is a talented writer. He has a way of words. Because there's a moment in there where you're saying some things on the podcast and you say he would have written that. I was like, oh, that's, that's actually pretty good, right? There's even, <laughs> they even do that a little bit with um, uh, Ashley Kutcher's character too. We're just like, damn, that's actually, damn, that's good, right? And I'm like, see, so you're talented and you're good, but it's also like, you're also trying too hard. You're trying to, too hard to be something that you're not, right? And and to me, like I, it, it just there's a lot of this stuff that I was like, this rings true, and so many people need to see this movie and and check themselves. Like there's this push to get into podcasting, just like there was a push. Like I remember when all the writers moved to try to doing video, and that was a big thing with Facebook and things like that. We're move, we're getting rid of our writing staff so we can pivot to video, right? And it's that thing. It's like all of this stuff is fake just to become a brand, become, you know, famous to get put on and to have this thing. But like, is what you're doing the right thing? And what, and what is your motivation for doing it? Right. Is it doing it because you really want to tell this story that needs to be heard and tell the story of the family? Or are you doing this because you're telling your story and you need to be the one that tells it and it's putting you on. Right. And there's a lot of that in this film and you're just like, wow, this is hitting closer to home than a lot of people might realize. Cause there's, I, I again, I'm in a couple, I'm still in some black podcaster, uh, like groups and every, I feel like every few weeks or somebody getting on, a, I'm trying to start my podcast now. And I'm just like, why? Why are you trying to start a podcast now? Everybody does a podcast now. Like I'm trying to start my podcast. And I'm trying to monetize it. Excuse me, what? You just, you haven't started your podcast. So you're coming into a crowded field and then you're going to try to monetize right off the, the gate. What well, are like, you, you just got here, man. You just got, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, 
and that's the thing. It's just like everybody. It, it's it's so not real. It is so not. And it's like so. And again, I don't want to make it seem like this movie is just about podcasting and things like that. It's not. It's really, and it's also kind of poking at. This is why I also don't really listen to true crime podcasts. Like I don't consider a lot last podcast on the left a true crime podcast because they don't do like we're gonna solve the mystery or talk about this thing. Like they don't really do that, right? They're not really they're they're like us where they're like they they blown up like seriously and 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 done that, but they're still like it's, it's three guys talking shit about some stuff they really care about, and that's it, right? It's right. still real, but, right? But right. this, but, but, but these kind of things, I'm just like you're just. You're not in it to tell the and and you might be muddling the facts and you're you're also telling your because he does that a lot too. You're trying to tell your own narrative here in this as well because you're trying to piece together a story, not really solve the crime about what happened. Exactly, it's one of those things where uh, you watch in real time how people can change what you're saying. Mm-hmm. By deciding when you're done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's but, there's, dude, yeah. but there's also this thing where this guy is talented. He writes for the New Yorker. Um, but you actually see what it takes when someone's trying to work their way into a story. Like, so he's got a lot of false starts and he's recording and going shit and stopping. I thought all of that was stuff was really fascinating because they juxtaposed it to him also being in the company of these people who have a very definite way of life. They have definite things that are going on and he's not really paying attention. So he keeps sticking his foot in it. And a couple of times it could get his ass kicked mm-hmm. or killed. Right. And uh, he keeps getting his mind blown, but it's almost insulting that he gets his mind blown because there it's that thing where we're always saying, well, there's no floor. You know, we say that a lot. But is it that there's no floor or is it that we just kind of assumed that there was only one way into an area? So when we got to the edge, we looked over and said, oh, well, there's no way to go. But if we had turned our head, we'd have seen that there's a bridge or (laughs) that we were looking at a sinkhole. And if we just walked the fuck around it, we could have joined everybody else. But so it's really smart. And what's really funny is I haven't really enjoyed Aston Kutcher in anything in a really long time. Mm-hmm. He's money in this movie. Oh yeah. He's so good in this film. <laughs> he's really good in this film. So yeah. Like it, like when we say that this movie has twists and turns that you will see coming and then still not expect exactly how the ending goes. Mm-hmm. I, I truly mean it. I mean, it's a smart comedy. It's a better mystery because mm-hmm. it's real and it's grounded. Mm-hmm. And I can't say enough. I've never seen a movie use the fish out of water trope so effectively in a contemporary setting movie that really is talking about the real world and the social dynamics that we have all given ourselves permission to hide behind. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I've never yeah. seen misunderstanding so funny in my life. And and it's also this idea of sometimes the answer is right in front of your face if you just look at it, right? Listen. If you just if you just if you stop trying to find an angle and find a story to tell, if you really wanted the answer, it's right there. But you have to you have to open up your eyes and look at it. So there's a lot of that in this film too. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, yeah. I, I like I said, I 
wasn't expecting it, but I really enjoyed this film. Not just because it's good, but because it actually is a very enjoyable film. Um, and um, it's, it, especially if you can sit through the first five minutes of that annoying <laughs> opening. But again, the opening is necessary to be that annoying. And then you get satisfaction in the end. You, right. you truly get satisfaction. Yeah. So you do. You do. You know. So um, I mean, if yeah. yeah, if you need your introspection to happen outside of your body in order for you to be self-reflective, vengeance has got you. Yeah. Who would you give it? Who would you give it to? Uh, this is a like a B plus A minus for me. So I think it's an eight and a half. Yeah, that's why I gave it. I gave it an eight and a half too. So, like I said, I I really enjoyed it. I I liked Ashton Kutcher in this, uh, too. Which again, I don't hate him in the movies, but it's like, to me, it's like I think what it is is he hasn't really had to act. Because usually people are just like, we just want Ashton Kutcher. That's what we want, right? Yeah, I, I I enjoy it when somebody remembers that he has skills and they let him use them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, he also hasn't really done anything that's right. been like professionally related. That's not supposed to be like a comedy. I I am well. I don't count jobs. We just pretend that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. I. I enjoy when someone remembers that he can be serious without being like yeah ill-fitting like this, like this he's is, acting well, in this movie. Well yeah, and this is a dark comedy, but his character is not fun. Nope, right. <laughs> you know, so um like yeah, so yeah, I uh, like I said I, I you know, this is one of those well, you know what? Not bad, bro. I'm, I'm glad you, you 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 told me to watch this. So, um, all right. So yeah, hey, Vengeance open. You know, take my wins where I can. This year has been real hard. Yeah, <laughs> Vengeance open this weekend. So if you're looking for a film, do you want to see? It might be a little bit different, but still good. Uh, d- definitely check this out. Um, we have some more stuff coming out. I know we are gonna have next week. We will have. Uh, we got screeners for Prey, so we will be talking about Prey. Uh, that comes out on Hulu next week. And are you going to Beast? I will be going to Beast because I I I must. Yeah. So I think it's I might mor- be going- it's a moral imperative. Yeah, I think I might be going to Beast too. So we'll see. So, are you going to Bullet Train? I don't think we got Bullet Train, but I'll check this. I, I think you should reach out because uh, okay. our ally just got activated. I want to go to Bullet Train, so I actually do want well, to see that. So I mean, I'm okay. So. The other thing coming out that I have not seen, but I'm hearing good things about this weekend is also the DC League of Super Pets. So I had to miss the screening because there was a flood in my apartment. So I might go to an early morning screening when no one's in the movie theater. Yeah, they only had it for a weekend for us. So I was like, I ain't going to that shit. Yeah. Um, not okay. It's coming to Hulu. It's another satire. I don't think it's as good as Vengeance. I had a much harder time sitting through the cringe parts to get to the interesting parts. But it is on Hulu, so you can watch it at home. And when the white girl, the blonde white girl gets on your fucking nerves, you can pause and walk away and come back. But it's a smart satire. Um, it's from start like search like pictures. They don't usually greenlit stuff. It's a Hulu original. It drops the 29th directly to Hulu stream. If y'all haven't gotten a plus a Apple TV plus one by by hook or crook, I'm gonna tell you right now, y'all are really gonna want to do that. You really are. They've got some good shit coming down the pipeline starting this weekend with Amber Brown and surface. And I'm going to see if I can't talk Chris into doing like a little recappy of good shit we've seen on Apple TV plus. So we can make you a list of things that you reasons why you should be there. 
but yeah, that's it for the weekend. What's dropping this weekend? Yeah, so stay tuned, folks. We got more stuff coming out, and we'll be back soon. So again, folks, thank you very much for being uh, listeners, and uh, make sure you subscribe. Movie trailer reviews, iTunes, Twitch, Radio, and uh, Spotify. So until next time, we're out of here. Peace.